Hey, this is TJ Perkins. This is Mike Mondo. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the king of old school, Steve Carino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is. It's the It Boy, one half of the All Night Express, Rhett Titus. And you're listening to the ROH Cast. The ROH Cast. The ROH Cast. ROH Cast. The ROH Cast. ROHworld.com. 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 At ROHworld.com. Let's get it, baby. Hello everyone, welcome to the first ever live ROH cast. Uh, hopefully you can all hear us, we have no idea, we haven't really tested this much. But uh, my name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com and I'm here with uh, John, one of our writers. How's it going? And Des is another one of our writers as well. I am, toot toot everybody. Yeah, uh, on this show, this is the first ever live one, we're going to do a full preview of Best in the World 2012. Uh, we're also taking calls from the listeners, I think the number is 619-822-2211. If you call that number, you'll be on the show, you can share your opinions, you can ask questions, and uh, you know, let us know what you expect from the show and... Uh, you know, if you've got any crazy ideas that you'd like to see happen, just uh, let us know. And you can also uh, tweet us using at ROHworld or the hashtag ROHcast and we'll uh, t- discuss your questions. So uh, I don't know where you two want to start. Should we just go with the matches or anything you'd like to bring up first, John? Uh, yeah, if this is your first time ever listening to the ROHcast, you know, this is kind of just like our perspective of like what Ring of Honor is. It kind of takes a more lighthearted approach and kind of not really mocks what Ring of Honor does sometimes, but like kind of was like a fun way of kind of looking at the Ring of Honor product. So whatever you want to start with is fine with me. I mock yeah. what Ring of Honor does sometimes. Uh, ROH World doesn't. <laughs> yeah, um, basically ROH Cast is a show that's available every Tuesday, typically on ROH, on iTunes and ROHworld.com. So uh, yeah, be sure to check out the show if you enjoy the live one. So uh, I don't know if you guys just want to run through the card, perhaps should we start with the first match and you know share our thoughts and expectations? That works let's, for me. Let's chat about the uh, let's chat about the vibe first of all, because usually and we don't we do preview shows all the time, but sometimes you don't really get the sense for how this pay per view is going to do until the day of the show after everything's been thrown out there, all the builds finished, um, and you're really close to the time the show airs, and we couldn't be closer now. It's about an hour away, so I want to ask both of you now that everything's been thrown out there, all the builds been established, and all the promotions been done. How do you guys feel about best in the world hostage crisis? I'll let John go first. But see, if you were to ask me this, and I think we discussed this on this past week's ROH cast, I wasn't really feeling all that excited about this show. It seems like the build hadn't been all that great, but as we got closer and closer to showtime now that we're less than an hour away, I'm starting to get really excited for this show. Just looking through the card, it seems like there's like quite a few matches that could potentially deliver on the undercard, and of course the main event we know is going to be going to be a great match. So... You know, the build-up hasn't been like it wasn't the greatest, and some I guess some of the streaming issues that we faced in the past with other Ring of Honor pay-per-views it's kind of you know diminished my excitement for it. But you know, going into the show today, like today, I've I've been really excited to see what happens. Yeah, I think I agree with you. We spoke I think on Tuesday for last week's ROH cast, and uh, I wasn't really that pumped for the show. I think it was sort of a combination of, as John said, the stream issues and the fact that. You know, Border Wars was only about four weeks ago. But um, since then, I, I have seen this week's TV show, and I've got to give them credit. They did a good job of building towards the show on this week's um, episode. And it's a shame that most people won't see this go-home TV show until after the pay-per-view, because for ringside members, it's available Monday, and then for non-members, it's Thursday. So most people won't see it till afterwards. And, you know, they had a great video package for the TV title match. Um, they had a good main event ending that built towards the main event, you know, total match between Steen and Davey. So I think I'm more pumped after seeing that TV show, but it is a shame that most people, you know, won't see it until afterwards. Yeah, I'm one of those people. I haven't gotten to see the TV show yet. And I think uh, you brought up the point last week, and I don't know if it was on the air or off the air, but you said that a Ring of Honor should really look at reorganizing how it does television and maybe do its go-home show a week earlier uh, mm. to give people that incentive to want to buy the pay-per-view because... If you're a ringside member and you're already paying Ring of Honor, you don't, you know, you don't feel like you want to watch the pay-per-view until a day after it's aired, and I think that's yeah. uh, working backwards. Mm. I mean, the only way, you know, to see this TV show early is either to be in one of the 
you know the few markets that get it early or to get it illegally which is not something That's people bad. want to do but yeah. you know if you're such you know a passionate ring of honor fan you do want to see the go home show before the pay-per-view sometimes that's you know what they have to do which is a shame but let me tell you something you can do legally and that's call us right now and tell us how you feel about ring of honor best in the world hostage crisis just an hour away everybody 619-822-2211 that's 822-2211 so dial it on up like ray mysterio does and let us know what you think right now (laughs) so uh do you want to start running through the card Yes. Yeah, I think we should uh, start by going over the hybrid fighting rules in case anybody's unclear on those. Wow. You know, no. I'm still unclear. I, I don't know what's going on. This is one of John's uh, favorite topics for people who don't listen to RHCast regularly. Um, he's a big fan of the hybrid fighting rules. So uh, I'll let him, you know, explain just what exactly the hybrid fighting rules are. Yes, and ask questions along the way. Yes, please ask questions because I'm sure that there might be things I leave out that you really need to know. But hybrid fighting rules is a uh, is the match tonight between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. It's the rules are having the match under, and it's kind of, that's the culmination of their feud or just the next step in it since they've you know kind of broke up Future Shock and haven't been seen eye to eye lately. And you know Adam Cole feels like he's the best pro wrestler between the two, and that doesn't matter what kind of stipulation you put on the match, he feels like he's going to come out ahead. So Kyle O'Reilly kind of put stipulations in the match that are favorable to him and his jujitsu background. And uh, so he came up with a hybrid fighting rules challenge. And in this match, there are no pinfalls. It can only end in knockout, PKO, submission, DQ, or a 15-minute time limit draw. Um, I think we all know what a knockout, submission, TKO, or draw is. <laughs> and, I, and I've gone over those in great detail in the past. So if you need me to, just call in like this at 619-822-2211. And I'll gladly uh, tell you the one of your... Uh, choice but disqualification is kind of different in this one uh, a loss and a disqualification is by fouls and a loss due to a critical foul or when a participant accumulates three total fouls and uh, the critical fouls are caused for me immediate disqualification and critical fouls are as follows do you actually deliberate... sorry to cut you off john but do you really think that kevin kelly or mcginnis are going to explain any of these critical fouls things before the you know before the match i really cannot see that happening i had a feeling it was gonna be bobby cruz and his very nice bobby cruz announcement of rules match voice <laughs> but there are the, uh, a few types of critical fouls which are caused for immediate disqualification they are deliberate eye gouging groin attacks fighting and pulling the opponent's hair use of foreign object outside interference or physical abuse to the official and, uh, what if you eye gouge and pull and attack the official's groin, but it's on action? <laughs> what? Well, pulling the groin I don't think would be abuse unless unless he unless it's unwanted, I guess. <laughs> do you do you get disqualified from like five different fights? Yeah, you're just, you're just suspended. You're just kicked off the roster at that point. You'll probably end up in jail if, if that happens. <laughs> and then Ring when a competitor accumulates three normal fouls. He will be disqualified. So if he accumulates any of the three following, uh, the match will be stopped due to disqualification. Uh, deliberately going out of the ring or throwing an opponent out of the ring. I think that's holding... a strange choice. That is a, a bit odd. It does sort of restrict the match because the Ring of Honor, a lot of their matches have things that happen on the outside, and uh, you know they have diving spots and etc. So it is a bit strange to basically. But it, it sort of makes it a cage match, but it's not. There's no cage, if that makes sense, because they well, can't I think go the outside. They made they made that a uh, just normal foul, because I guess because Adam Cole could would still be able to do at least one of those, okay. like you know, still be able to die to the outside and you know not get disqualified. So we could still potentially see a spot like that, but it'll be limited to just one to two in the match. That'd be silly and make him look stupid to do that. You know, yeah, that's dive true, to the but... outside. Oops, yeah. I cost myself a point. <laughs> But maybe in the long run, it would be worth it to inflict the damage necessary to his opponent. Hmm. Maybe. Risk for uh, reward, another, I suppose. Another foul is uh, deliberately holding and utilizing the ring ropes during the match for an advantage, which I think is more restricting than the uh, going outside of the ring. Because, that, to me, seriously, that eliminates going to the top rope or even Irish whips, because that doesn't that utilize the ring ropes to make an advantage for you? 
I suppose technically, yeah, it depends how technical you know the referee's going to get with these hybrid fighting rules. Um, it, all, it all depends. I don't think any of these rules are going to matter. No. To be There's a accident, accidental eye gouging and groin attacks. Still. <laughs> And there's accidental, or not accidental, but holding or pulling the opponent's outfit. So I guess if the opponent decides to dress up in, in his like nicest outfit for the night, and it's somebody's best, <laughs> and you pull that on that, you're... It's not, not, a, not a tuxedo match, is it? So uh... I just saw that. I don't need that again. No, definitely not. Um, so, you know, we've got the silly rules out of the way. If you put those to one side, you know, what do you expect from this? I mean, they have had a match showdown in the sun, but... Due to the infamous brownout, I don't think really anyone saw it. And ever since then, that feud just sort of fell flat. O'Reilly, I don't think, has wrestled since then, maybe once. I mean, they've both sort of just not disappeared, but not really done much since that. I mean, what what are your thoughts? Yeah, they've both kind of got lost in the shuffle since that brownout. And it's been a shame because I was really liking the feud up to that point. Mm. And I think this might be able to reignite it just a little bit. But with the silly rules aside, I think this could... This would probably be a very good match because Adam Cole is really good in the ring, and when when Colorado is going against somebody who has a kind of different background than him, it's not going against another like striker or jujitsu type person. He puts on some pretty entertaining matches, and these two and other companies throughout the throughout the past few years have had really good matches together. And I think tonight could be potentially another really good match. It's going to be a whole lot different than what we're used to seeing, but I still think even even given the weird rules, it could be a lot of fun and a and a good match. Des? I definitely expect fun in this match. I like the idea that this feud is hinging on the uh, whole mixed martial arts fighter versus the professional wrestler. I think that's something a lot of people can get behind. Mm. And uh, I do think this match here, uh, the hybrid fighting rules, is going to be kind of the launching point for Kyle O'Reilly, who I'm hoping will win the match and then spin off into something, uh, something bigger, a bigger, maybe more high-profile program. I mean, yeah, I mean, Adam Cole did pin the world champion back in March, but since then has yet to really, I mean, do anything. I know he's got a, an upcoming TV title shot. He won a Proving Ground match in a recent, you know, untelevised event. But I think that Cole needs to get the win here to try and get some of that momentum back. But then again, I suppose either of them could do with some sort of momentum boost after, you know, the lackluster couple of months they've both had. Yeah. Especially so, Kyle uh, really talks. Like, when he gets on the microphone, it's... uh. You know, uh, Cole's much better promo, um, mm. just because O'Reilly is so boring and flat when he gets on the microphone. He was okay on commentary. He's been on commentary a few weeks, commentating on Cole's matches. He's been entertaining then, but you know, yeah, I agree. These sort of backstage promos are always a bit sort of lackluster, especially when they're aired like immediately after an Adam Cole promo. Sort of, yeah. You know, the the comparison is made a bit sort of exaggerated a bit that you know if they're played right after another but uh anything else to say about the uh the hybrid fighting rules match uh yes if you have any questions about it just dial 619-822-2211 and i'll gladly answer them for you i swear you said toot toot then but uh yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll move on with the card and uh i think the next match we've got listed here is the briscoes taking on the guardians of truth uh, this match was announced, I think, two weeks ago on the TV show. Uh, Truth Martini was on commentary. He basically said he has this new team that that are going to get him the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. He uh, refused to say who they were. All all we know is that uh, he said they're not afraid to get nasty and do his dirty work. So um, probably the nasty boys. But um, he also he also said they've been kicked out of everywhere they've been. And um, on a preview for the match on ROHWrestling.com. He also stated that um, their identity will remain a secret forever, I think, or that they will never be known, something along along those lines, which, you know, makes you think that perhaps they are going to wear masks. So, or they're jobbers. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> we don't know. Um, so, you know, if they are going to be under masks, it makes you think they're not big names, because if they were big names, they'd use the star power to promote the show. So... I honestly have no idea who who this could be. Do you two have any ideas? Mystico. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, some that's... people have said like machine guns, but obviously one of them's injured and still signed to TNA, so that won't happen. 
um, maybe London and Kendrick. I mean, there's a lot of names being sort of chucked around on our forum. Um, so it's it really is hard to tell, and especially if they are going to be under masks, we'll have to just try and figure out who they are based on their in-ring style. But um, I think it'll be El Generico wearing a Mystico mask. It could be. I mean, you just do not know what to expect. I mean, I, I said on RHCast last week, if you if you expect the Nasty Boys, then whoever it is will be better than the Nasty Boys. So uh, <laughs> you're bound to be sort of pleased then, whoever it is. So it's hard to really comment on what we expect here. I mean, if these Guardians of Truth are being brought in as, you know, to become a top heel team to presumably face the Ornard Express, then they're probably going to get the win here because... It wouldn't do much good if they get brought in and then, you know, Martini puts all this hype around them and they just lose. What's the name of the uh, tag team? I just thought of this. What's the name of the tag team that they've been using in, like, the mid-Atlantic region? We we have a caller. We have a caller. Oh, yeah. Hello, you are live on the ROH cast. Hello, Harry. This is Macklin. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good. Live. The best in the world right now. Awesome. Yeah, how are you guys doing? I can't, unfortunately, listen to the show right now because I don't have unlimited data because AT&T is horrible, but I just wanted to see what was up with you guys. They are horrible. <laughs> yeah, they are horrible. Yeah, we just... Uh, uh, just... Go on. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Finish your sentence. I'm sorry. I was going to say, we're just previewing the matches now. We're talking about the Guardians of Truth, and we have no idea who it is. Have you seen anyone walking around in masks? <laughs> Uh, I got my picture just taken. I just updated my Twitter, which is at Curbside Hero. Got my picture taken with Nigel, Fit Finley, Roger Strong, and Maria. Um, but I haven't seen anybody else walking around. I saw Bobby Cruz, and directly in front of me right now is Kevin Kelly, but so far, nobody else. Um, so can we just say it's the Nasty Boys? I think so, yeah. I mean, yeah, you've heard it there from someone live in New York. It is the Nasty Boys. Acklin, I want to get your thoughts real quick. Uh, you're, are you, you're inside right now? I'm looking directly at the ring. I'm in general admission. I'm about, uh, let me see, 5, 10, 15, about 20 rows back from the ring, but I can see everything where I am. So how's the vibe there right now? Is everyone pretty excited, or is it still sort of building? sort of building. I mean, there were there were a lot of excited people downstairs to see all, uh, you know, to see Nigel and Roddy and Dave and Maria. Uh, right now, they're just playing uh, some Nirvana and people are piling in, but it seems like a, um, it seems like an anxious, you know, atmosphere. It's not, it's not too anxious right now, but it's only 418 here in America. Sorry for you guys, Harry. I know you're around uh, with me, John. But um, <laughs> it's, um, we're still about 45 minutes away, uh, so it's only about a, uh, maybe half full right now. So I'm expecting there's more people downstairs. There's about 200 to 300 people downstairs at the DVD tables and uh, wait to get autographs. Well, what match are you looking forward to most tonight? You're watching it live, obviously. What, what are you looking forward to seeing? Honestly, I know that the, the typical answer would be um, Davey and Steen. Um, but or the to see who the Guardians of Truth are. But the one match that's really intriguing me is the triple threat with uh, Tommaso, uh, G. Lethal, and Strong because I know it's uh, I know that you could easily say that Strong hasn't had the title that long. But you said on the last uh, episode 39, John, that Strong doesn't need the title, and um, they could pull a swerve here and have G. Lethal walk out with it, which I think we're all in agreement that would be a horrible, horrible idea. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would like to see Tommaso win the title, but I wouldn't be, and I, I don't know if this is going to be blasphemous or not, but I wouldn't mind seeing Strong retain. No, me neither. Yeah, I would be fine with either one of those two. I think Strong has been a decent TV champion so far, and that I've enjoyed his run, but I still I just think that Ciampa would benefit so much from winning the belt, and it would just take the belt in a whole new direction. And I just think it would be better for both the belt and Ciampa if he walked out of Best in the World holding the TV title. I, I just want to know what's going on between the House of Truth and the Embassy. I think that's adding so much intrigue to this match because you really don't know what exactly is going to happen. You know something's going down between those two factions, but you know we're not 100% yeah. sure exactly what. Yeah, something's definitely going to go down between them tonight. Um, I'm excited to see 
I watched the, uh, I, I think you guys might have watched it already because it might be old hat, but I really don't find YouTube videos uh, very much. But I saw the Tommaso Ciampa um, solo interview that he did with, um, with Jay Lethal's shirt hanging in the background. And uh, I think it's his time, you know, mm. but a lot of people thought back in, you know, 08 that it was, uh, that it was Nigel's, I mean, uh, excuse me, that it was Tyler Black's time. And, uh, you know, and a lot of people back in 09 thought it was Davey's time, and they held off until, obviously, 2010 with, um, with Black, and obviously to, uh, up till last year with Davey. So, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to, because Tommaso's really hot right now. His star is really rising, and people seem to like the Sicilian um, psychopath gimmick. Mm. So, I think if they're going to do it, they should do it now. Yeah. But, I don't know. Ring of Honor has a bad track record of holding the trigger when somebody's hot. Mm. But I mean, like, if he does win the TV title tonight, why didn't they just do it at 10th anniversary last time they were in New York? It just seems like they did all that stuff with Strong to just get back to, you know, Champa winning the belt, which they could have done when he faced Lethal. But see, what I think they're doing now... I'm sorry, John, go ahead. You go ahead, you go ahead. Okay, what I was going to say was, uh, sorry to interrupt, was... um, you know, I think everybody was tired of seeing Strong and Eddie Edwards in the main event against Davey because it seemed like those were the only two proven stars. Um, I think it's a double-edged sword because you say that Roddy doesn't need the title, and you're right, he doesn't, but he also doesn't need the world title. Um, mm. I don't want to see him in main events right now, maybe six months, maybe a year down the line, maybe final battle, I don't know. But right now he's got, uh, and I don't want to say demoted, but after you've been the world champion and you go back down to a... Um, to a mid-card title, it's kind of like a demotion. It's kind of like in the WWE. I know it's not the WWE cast, but um, like Christian <laughs> winning the World Heavyweight title, and now he's the Intercontinental Champion. And uh, I kind of see Roddy like that. You know, he had a good... He, he Just as his World Title run was getting good, you know, he got shocked at Manhattan Mayhem 4 by uh, Eddie Edwards. And I think he's having a really good run right now, um, facing guys like Lito and uh, Tommaso Ciampa and um, Adam Cole has a title shot coming up. And I think it's just fresh to see him against new opponents instead of uh, Davey and uh, Eddie Edwards all the time. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to call in. Sorry I can't listen live. Um, but uh, I definitely will uh, be uh, tweeting pictures and video tonight uh, as much as I can. I'm sitting right near an outlet, so my phone isn't going to die. Uh, <laughs> so just, I'll, uh, I'll tag ROH World and uh, John and Harry and uh, Stephen and Dez in some of the posts. Um, but I will talk to you guys Tuesday when I do the wrap-up show. Yeah, and yeah, we'll be recording that on Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, and thank you for calling. Enjoy the show. Yeah. All right, guys. I'll, um, I will talk to you soon. All right. Take care. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks. Bye. You see what that man did right there, what Macklin just did? You can do that too, folks. You can call up the ROH cast and talk to us about your Ring of Honor expectations. 619-822-2211. That's the number you can dial and do just what Macklin did and talk to us three. And you know you're itching to talk to us. (laughs) So I think, you know, spinning off what Macklin was talking about with the TV title, I know we're sort of jumping around the card here, but... What do you think is going to happen, um, you know, with the embassy in the House of Truth? Because there obviously is some sort of link between the two, some sort of agreement, but it's been heavily teased on the TV show. And um, I think it was this past week we saw Roddy defend the belt against Champa, but uh, Nana decided to attack Roddy while he was being pinned, which was very strange, causing the DQ, obviously. So, um, yeah, any ideas, any expectations? Do they know what they're doing? Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. <laughs> like, I had no Someone idea. on the chat has suggested that Champa will split from the embassy and remain a heel. That was what I was additionally leaning to. I, I, I agree with you, Mark, if down there in the chat. I'm glad you had decided to join us. It's, if, if, you do, if you are listening to this live, you can, of course, talk to us on the chat as well as call us. So thank you for taking advantage of that. And I, I kind of agree with what Mark had said. You can... I could kind of see Champa breaking away from the embassy here if he doesn't win the TV title. Just kind of feeling that, you know, Nana and Artie Evans have kind of cost him the belt a few times in the mm. past because he, because Evans even said in this um, last week's show that he's kind of advised Champa not to go after the belt, and he's still doing it anyway. So I can kind of see him going off into this kind of like lone wolf, Sicilian psychopath thing where he doesn't need anybody and just earns everything on his own. 
Yeah, I mean, if you think about his his character and his gimmick, it doesn't really fit Nana or Evans. It's sort of, he is this psychopath. He's crazy. Why would he be associated with... Technically, I suppose Nana is crazy, so perhaps they are a good match, but he would make sense as just this sort of lone wolf on his own, this crazy guy, and I think it would be good for him to sort of split off. And uh, I think I was saying a couple of weeks ago that... I would like to see the Embassy and House of Truth somehow merge into one faction because I think having two heel factions on a, you know, one-hour show just doesn't really work. I mean, how as we've seen on the TV show, we have House of Truth almost every single week. The Embassy rarely appears, so by merging them, we can get all these great talkers, you know, Nana, Evans, Truth, on TV regularly as one unified group and sort of merge the two together. I think would be a you know a great move. But that seems like it'd be too many talkers in one faction for compared to the wrestlers, I suppose. Yeah, be more promo guys in that faction. There would be wrestlers, because there'd be Evans, Truth, and uh, Nana. When you only have right now, it would only you'd have Strong, Rhino, uh, the Guardians of Truth, and maybe Champa. But I don't think he would. You know, based on how the TV show has been going, Elgin and Elgin. Yes, but I expect him to break away. From yeah. House of Truth in the near future, but that just seems like it's just weird that it'd be just as many like managers in a faction as there are wrestlers. Yeah, I mean that's that's the one thing about the Embassy right now, though. I mean, compare how many wrestlers well, talkers you got: Princess Mia, you've got R.D. Evans, Ernesto Osiris, and Nana, and then just Champa as a wrestler. That's four to one. That's you know, there's obviously something needs to change in that <laughs> dynamic to make you know make it more sense. Yeah, I like the idea of of uh, the Embassy and the Truth merging. And then uh, I think you you can start really putting a, a slow burn on Champa breaking away from Prince Nana right now. I don't think you should do it at this show. I think this show should be the, the beginning of that of that breakaway. Speaking I think, of, sorry, go on. Um, I think at, at that point you can do that breakaway uh, from Elgin and the House of Truth slash Embassy Limited. And then I, I just think it'd be so cool to have you know like. Um, Sorry, Elgin uh, feuding with Roderick Strong and Champa, and then at some point Champa turns on Strong, so it, it has a double baby faces, Elgin and Champa, and they both look great at that point. Someone has uh, suggested on the chat, 187 Joeism, that <coughs> Champa would remain heel, but he thinks the fans will start to cheer for him. Do you think, like, perhaps sort of like we've seen with Elgin? I could see that because it seems like Ring of Honor fans pretty much cheer for who they enjoy watching. Mm. And it seems to me that that Champ has been somebody that people have really starting to get like grow. Somebody that's really starting to grow on the fans over the past few months. And I kind of guess you know fans' reactions would turn in face. I can still see him having the same attitude, the same the same Sicilian psychopath gimmick, but with yeah. people yeah. cheering for it instead of booing. Hmm. Yeah. So I mean, if we have both Champa and Elgin breaking away from this group, who would that leave? Would it just be Roddy? And the, these mis- mysterious guardians of truth. Yes, but I could also see somebody joining the House of Truth slash Embassy Limited, whatever they're going to be called. Somebody's Who would you like lost. to see? If anyone, I know I'm putting you on the spot there, but I mean, we've seen, haven't we seen um, Homicide previously in one, the Embassy, I think, if I remember. Uh, I don't remember him being in the embassy. I swear but... he teamed up with. I'm um, probably making this up. Maybe someone on the chat will correct me here. Um, I think he fought against the embassy. Ah, that could be it. Yeah. yeah. Um, someone suggested that Jay Lethal would join the embassy. Now that would oh, be very no. strange. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise oh. me. Oh, what a swerve that would be! Oh dear, <laughs> That'd be terrible. Please, whoever, what? if there's anyone from Ring of Honor listening, ignore one eight seven Joeism. Do not do that. <laughs> The one person I could honestly see joining the House of Truth slash Embassy merger would be Mike Mondo. I think oh, the way he's kind oh, of built that up could lately, work. I, yeah. I think that would kind of put him in an even higher standing in the company. I think that would. I think I'd really enjoy watching that as well. It'd be really entertaining. I mean, we have seen Mondo on um, YouTube, I think, doing some promos. I haven't seen them myself, but I saw some discussion on the ROH World Forum, which is uh, com slash forum. Be sure to uh, discuss the show live while it's happening there. But um, I think they were saying that Mondo sort of wants a match or demands a match at the show, and um, could we see him interfere in something or just sort of come out for an unannounced match? I mean, what do we think? Uh, I not a... Go ahead. 
sorry, John. Uh, maybe not a best in the world, but uh, I'm sure down the line, yeah, Mondo, especially having Mondo and Truth together, I think would be a, an awesome, awesome combination. Yeah. Yeah, I'm liking this idea the more we think about it. <laughs> um, so I suppose we should move on with the card. I know we've jumped about a bit. Let's talk about Eddie so Edwards. Go on, yeah, sorry. Just to remind, remind people real quick, we're 30 minutes out from Best in the World starting. Wow, this is so, going quick. <laughs> yeah, so, so just a reminder, in case you haven't ordered it yet, go ahead and order it. Or... Yes, it's on uh, rohwrestling.com. I think it's $15, but if you purchase Border Wars and uh, you didn't get a refund, it will be available for free. I have checked. It's already on my account after the Border Wars sort of kerfuffle. Let's hope we don't get any of that again. I mean, perhaps we could talk about that, is it, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean... really needs to get this to work. <laughs> like, and I feel like that's something we say a lot. <laughs> have they uh, put out any more information since that press release that we talked about the other day? Uh, know, I... not, not to my knowledge, no. Bas basically, for those who aren't aware, Ring of Honor did put out a press release that basically said they, they've partnered with some sort of external hosting company to help sort of improve the servers. I'm not 100% sure on the technical details, but it, it sounds like they're trying to, um, you know, sort out the problems. And I'm pretty sure they said that before Border Wars. So if these problems happen again, then what? I mean, are we going to get... Um, Death Before Dishonor 10 for free as well? Is it going to be this, you know, and like never-ending pattern of just getting all the pay-per-views for free because they keep messing up? Or That'd be good for us. Yeah, yeah I suppose it would. Well, not with them all messing up, but... Uh, no. Yeah, I mean, I really hope they get it right. I'd be very disappointed if they do. And um, for those who haven't purchased yet, perhaps, you know, I wouldn't jump in and buy it. I know this is going to sound bad. We're supposed to be promoting the show. I mean, sure, it is going to be a great show, but I wouldn't, you know, put the money down without, you know, checking Twitter, checking our forum, making sure the stream is right before, you know, paying your money up front. And right now it's already working better than it did for Border Wars. Marcus said down in the uh, chat box that he's got a graphic on the stream right now and Arena Audio, and I just checked it out myself, and there is a best-in-the-world graphic, and you can hear the audio from the arena in the background so it looks like it's already running better that, than that the is a very good start obviously That's our stream sign, yes. i don't believe that problems is motivating them to get their stuff together but uh, yeah i think we'll um i think there was some discussion on the chat about homicide so we'll uh we'll trans transition over to that match it is a uh, one of the diehard challenge series matches eddie edwards taking on homicide um am i okay to say something that happened on this week's TV show? Is that a spoiler? Oh, uh, go ahead. It aired yesterday. I suppose so. Yeah, on this week's TV show, um, Eddie Edwards was being beaten down by Brutal Bob and uh, Mike Bennett and Maria. Uh, Homicide then made the save, but decided to give Edwards a gringo killer. Um, so someone was saying on the chat, I think it was 187Joism, that Homicide will be playing the heel. I'm not sure how that will work in New York. You'd think you'd get a great reaction but um what what do you guys expect if it's the homicide of old i know we said this a thousand times i expect a really good match uh he's he said that he was injured in his last run in ring of honor and you know that i wouldn't be surprised if that is the case because his performances from what we're used to was completely different than what he did in his previous run so hopefully he'll come back yeah, he doesn't have like the nagging injuries anymore, hopefully, and he'll put on a great match with Eddie Edwards, and I think this could be a very, very good match if mm. Homicide is capable of of uh, putting on the performance we know he's capable of. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I completely agree. Des? I am having problems logging into the Ring of Honor website. It's not oh. Ring of Honor's fault. It is just that I forgot my password. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I thought they uh, they were having issues again last time because no, no one could time. log in last I'm time. I'm having time, issues so. this time. Okay, as long as it's just you. Uh, okay, um, yeah, we'll, I, don't, uh, I don't see how Homicide could play the heel in this match. He's New York. I could so, see them both being baby faces and then both just, you know, yeah, I'm sure doing that honor match. Back and forth sort of chance and things oh and speaking of chance according to macklin who called us in earlier um the yes chance have already begun in the building so uh, oh, it's like it's going to be another night of those which some people hate some people like i, I don't know but 
Yeah, they're going to be yes chants. <laughs> yes, they're going to be yes. yes chants. Yes, that's, yes. That's, As uh, Marcus just said, I'll take yes chants over Twinkies. That is a great point, yeah. Oh, please no Twinkies chant. Perhaps we should get Macklin <laughs> back on and tell him to make sure everyone there just doesn't chant Twinkies. Just he can go around I'll and I'll ensure that he does start a Twinkie chant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's continue on with the card. Uh, we'll go to the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles match between uh, Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team and uh, the Ornard Express. The Ornard Express won a Proving Ground match. I think it was last last November, last October. It was a long time ago, um, and they're finally cashing in their shot against Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. Um, I'll go to you, John. You know what do you expect from this, and who do you think is going to leave with, with the uh, tag titles? The match itself, I'm not expecting big things out of. I'm expecting a decent match, but nothing too spectacular. Mm. Which, you know, isn't a bad thing. As long as it's still a decent match, I'll I'll be happy. But I expect the All Night Express to walk away with the belts here. I think they've been on the verge of winning them for the past year or so, ever since the feud with the Briscoes. And I think it's finally their time to step up to the next level and get the belts. The only the only thing that I'm thinking is that Ring of Honor typically doesn't you know have transitional champions that as someone has just said on the uh, on the chat here that Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team should go over as they should because the feud has only just started. Do you think that perhaps the Honor Express could use some sort of dirty tactic like a low blow or the ether or whatever they want to do to continue the feud and then you know let the Honor Express pick up the belts at you know Death Before Dishonor or do you think? Uh, I- I think the longer they drag this out, the worse it is. The worse it is for All Night Express. When they yeah, finally I suppose do we know how bad a dragged out wrestling's great tag team feud is after their never-ending one with the Briscoes. But I just think if I just think the longer like they go without winning the belts, the worse it is for them. I think they need to win the belts because it's already been dragged out for about a year. Them trying to win the belts. And I know mm. Titus was out for a few months at the beginning of the year, but but it it just seems like it hurt them. And I agree that as one at seven Joeism said in the chat that Haas is doing a fantastic job as being a heel. And you are and, a big fan of Charlie Haas's heels heel work, aren't you? And yes, if Charlie Haas never ever wants to stop tuning his own horn, I'll toot it for him. So toot, toot <laughs> Charlie Haas. <laughs> that sure that's that, that, that'll that'll be a that drop for centuries, John. I think and this I'm is I'm sure a if you ever play that out of context, that would be the end of me. But I think I might have to add that to the intro. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I'll play it forever. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's hope. I personally hope that the Orna Express do pick up the win because, as John said, it's just it's long overdue, and I think they could go on from this to perhaps feud with the the mysterious Guardians of Truth. But perhaps if they, if they do turn out to be the Nasty Boys, then I don't want to see that. <laughs> and, and it's just, and it's not that I don't want to see Resident Evil Tag Team keep the belts because I think they've been very good since they've turned heel. I just think that Orna Express would benefit a ton. From winning the belts tonight. Mm, yeah, I agree. Oh, someone has suggested that uh, the mysterious Guardians of Truth could possibly be the mysterious Young Bucks. Now, as far as I'm aware, from what we've heard from Inside Ring of Honor, um, that the Young Bucks were given the summer off along with TJ Perkins just after Border Wars. I think TJP is back in um, uh, August. I think the first. August 3rd TV tapings um, the Young Bucks were presumed apparently told the exact same thing now whether this is I don't know why we would be swerved from inside the company when no one else would be told that but uh, I wouldn't get your hopes up for the Young Bucks but uh, I wouldn't mind that I don't want the Young Bucks under masks personally but uh, <laughs> I'd have to uh, have to wait and see um, let's go to I don't know if it's the Young Bucks if, if these masked men are hitting, you know, a thousand of, super kicks. Yeah, I was going to say a thousand super kicks and lots of 450s. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll now we'll talk about uh, Michael Elgin taking on Fit Finley. Um, Fit Finley made his Ring of Honor debut at the last pay per view at Border Wars when he was de- defeated by Roderick Strong in a match that uh, I was personally disappointed by. I know it's just wasn't really my style of match. I know other people perhaps did enjoy it, but it really just wasn't for me. Now he's facing Michael Elgin, and uh, you know Michael Elgin's got a lot of momentum behind him after that fantastic match at uh, Showdown in the Sun. So logic would say that Elgin will pick up the win here, and it'd be silly if, if he does lose to Finley. But um, I'll go to you, Des. You know what do you expect from this? Are you you know looking forward to this match? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Michael Elgin fan right now, so I'm looking forward to this. I think he's gonna 
learn a lot from this match with Finley. I think Finley is going to uh, just take total control of this match like a total vet and uh, really help Elgin through it. And I think we're going to get to see some uh, – I think we're going to get to see Finley bring out some more of Michael Elgin that we maybe still haven't seen in Ring of Honor. Hmm. John? I agree. I can see Finley bringing out like a different side of Elgin because Finley's a pretty big guy. I don't see Elgin you know, do a lot of the power spots he's known for doing. Oh, well, you don't know. He's crazy strong. It's, it's I mean, he would still be able to pull out a few of them, but I don't think he's going to be able to do the do like the Falcon Arrow from the outside to the inside of the ring like he did the call at Border Wars. But I, I see like I could see this being more along the lines of what we used to see out of kind of like Roderick Strong and uh, and I'm blanking on his name now. Eric Stevens from back in the day where just a crazy stiff, just crazy hard shots throughout the match. And I can see that kind of being like this. And I, I after the match at Border Wars between Strong and Finley, that kind of diminished my excitement for this match ever so slightly. So I'm not 100% sure what to expect here, but I'm still looking forward to it. And I'm a huge Elgin fan. And you know, Finley's put on great matches over the past year or so. So this could potentially be a very good match, but I'm just, kind of wait going to take a wait and see approach after the because i was also disappointed by the match at border wars with finley so i'm mm. just going to take a wait and see approach and see what happens in this match someone uh i think mark has made the point on the chat on the rhworld.com slash live we've got a chat box below the stream um that elgin is perhaps better than roddy these days so he expects a better match which is probably a good point it, i do struggle to think of a, a really good roderick strong match recently I just seem to remember a lot of disappointments, like when he faced Hero and etc. But uh, let's not uh, put it down on Roderick Strong, because we were earlier saying how we are looking forward to the triple threat match. So uh, uh, I think we'll... Should we move on to the uh, the main event? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Roderick... Uh, Roderick Strong, here we go. <laughs> yeah, see, botches. Roderick Strong's in the main event, and you're knocking him, Harry. Yeah, Come on. The, the botches have begun. Um, Kevin Steen defends the Ring of Honor world title against Davey Richards in an anything goes match. The package power driver is legal, um, interference is legal, anything goes. They can do whatever the hell they want, which um, I think is a smart move, adding a different spin on the match because adding in those different elements you know, will make, make the match different. It's not just going to be the same thing that we saw at Border Wars. It's going to be a different style of match, which is a, a good thing. And, um, you know, Des, on the last ROH cast, you made a... A great point about someone you oh. think to interfere in this, and I brought this up on the forum, and uh, a lot of people seem to agree. Yeah, it's it's an idea I had that you know a couple of weeks ago we saw Davy Richards sort of giving uh, Kyle O'Reilly a pep talk and saying, you know, you got to get your stuff together, man. You're being very disrespectful, and nobody likes this. And uh, I could totally see uh, Kyle O'Reilly coming out for the main event, you know, to support Davy Richards, make up for not being there last month, and then when it comes down to the nitty gritty. You know, do that typical turn spot where he just screws Davy Richards out of the world title, his last world title shot, and then he can spin off into a program there with Davy, and it keeps Davy busy, it gets mm. Kyle the exposure, and I think it would work for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree there. I think it is pretty obvious that no matter how it happens, that Steen is going to leave as champion because he's not going to have the belt for a month. So, you know, if Davy does lose cleanly. What's he going to do afterwards? He can't have another title shot, so we need some sort of program. And I think this idea of having O'Reilly interfere is, is a great one because it it does give him something to do and will bring you know O'Reilly up the card a lot. And I think it's a a fantastic idea. But also Thank you have you, to keep in mind about I agree that's a good idea. But we also have to keep in mind about Mike Mondo, his draw with Davy last week, I believe, or the week before, and his promo he he had on I believe YouTube this past week about how he wants another match with Davey and everything. So I could see him kind of costing Richards this match to, I guess, further his point. It's not something I don't, it's not something I'd want to say. I'd rather see Mondo come out earlier in the show. I find that about extremely unlikely. I don't think Mondo is at the position where he's, you know, he hasn't really got enough relevance or enough sort of build and popularity that, yeah. to be entering in main events just yet. I mean, nothing against the guy. I think he, he has started to impress me in some of his matches, but I don't think he's at the point yet where he can start interfering in main events randomly. I mean, O'Reilly does have that link to Richards, and it would make sense and lead to something going forward. But 
I think with Mondo, perhaps we'll just see him do a couple more YouTube promos and then they'll have a rematch with Davey, perhaps that, you know, the next TV tapings in Baltimore, perhaps, because um, I know that the show where they had that time limit draw was being filmed for Road Rage. So perhaps they'll show the time limit draw and then at a TV taping, they'll have a rematch. So I think that's more like what we'll see there. I don't I'd hope we won't see a... Uh, Oh, no, someone suggested that Matt Taven will interfere. Oh, please, no. Please, no. Um, yeah, whoever books Ring of Honor, just stay away from this chat. There are some crazy ideas going on down there. What, what if what if off-the-wall Sam Shaw interfered? <laughs> yes, we had off-the-wall Sam Shaw. Yeah, I can't even say it. It's like a tongue twister. <laughs> say that five times fast. <laughs> um so yeah i think we've actually been through all of the cards um there's about 15 minutes left for the uh show to start so uh, be sure to i head can't to... get it to work that is, is now is this your fault or ring of honor's fault i don't know anymore see i don't want to rant if it's just you you being stupid i think it might be me just being an idiot <laughs> yeah just go to what i had to do because it didn't work for me at first go to pay-per-views then go down to my pay-per-views and it should pop up in a box right there at the top of the screen click, click watch now um, so yeah, the show is about to, uh, 15 <laughs> minutes away. It'll be uh, live on rohwrestling.com, and uh, you know, perhaps if you if you are watching the show, head to uh, slash forum uh, with this is the largest Ring of Honor online community, I think. Um, so be sure to go there to de- discuss the show live while it's happening with other Ring of Honor fans. Um, perhaps if you're not able to watch the show, you can't afford it, or you're not you know, near internet source at the time or whatever, just head to our Twitter feed uh, at ROH underscore world. Um, We'll be live tweeting during the show, um, sharing off, letting know what's going on, the results, etc. any big events. And then also be a, sorry, Harry, I just want to cut you off real quick. I'll also be live tweeting during the show, but I'll, I probably won't be as objective as you guys will be. So uh, yes, at ROH underscore world will be the, the best, source for Ring of Honor tweets. I don't know what Des will be tweeting. I cannot uh, put any uh, confidence in that. Who knows what he'll be saying. But uh, You can follow it and make sure just to, just to see at the Marcus Smart. <laughs> and then uh, once the show finishes, we'll have a full detailed report on ROHworld.com uh, which will just be, you know, the f- typical match report of everything that happened on the show. So, uh, yeah, be sure to check out all of our coverage. And uh, as we're about, are we going to wrap up now, guys? Or do we keep talking right up until uh, the show starting? What do you want to do? We should go live with my technical ineptitude. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it looks like Des is still struggling. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what is going on. But uh, I'll go to... Uh, you know, as a final question, we'll each pick a match that we're looking forward to the most. So uh, I'll go to you first, John. You know, what match do you, do you expect to steal the show? You know, what's got you the most excited? The match that has me the most excited is the main event. But for the undercard, the match I'm looking forward to the most, as uh, as Macklin said earlier, is the triple threat TV title match. I just think that has the potential just to be awesome, Mike. Just the, just the backstory, like just the possibilities of what could happen in the future, and the match itself should just be a very good match. These three have wrestled each other quite a few times in the past few months, like different variations and everything. And I just think this could, this has the potential just to be a very good match. And all three of these guys have chemistry together. And I just think it could mm. be a fun match, and hopefully it delivers. How about you, Des? Hmm. Well, um, I, um. The main event really intrigues me too, actually, um, just to see what the finish is going to be like. Um, I'm really looking forward also to the three-way, but you know what? I'm also looking forward to, I think most of all, the tag team match, the House of Truth, or or just to see who the Guardians of Truth are, who take on the Briscoes. I'm actually very intrigued by this. I like surprises. One idea I had for the Guardians of Truth earlier, what's the name of the tag team they had? They have been using for the Mid Atlantic shows. It's uh, too, totally awesome, too awesome. Uh, with Paradise and Chris Silvio. Oh, oh yeah, the OVW guys. Um, I won't haven't, be I haven't them seen them. That, that yeah. New York crowd will be so disappointed if you bring in OVW guys. Yeah, but the thing is, if they're going to be under masks anyway, they won't know who they are. I mean, unless their in ring skill sort of give away that, hey, this is a bit strange here. But uh... hey, we've seen you on TV before. <laughs> I've seen that move. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised if it is some OVW guys that 
you know, putting them under the masks, giving them truth martini, trying to get them over, leading to a big sort of unmasked reveal at final battle or something like that. What if it's Matt Morgan? I think that'll be a big giveaway when he's like seven foot however tall he is. But uh, well, terrible back tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> so if he's wearing yeah. a mask and, and, and a shirt, and he calls himself Mask Morgan. Oh dear. I think this, this show is oh no, someone said it's Matt Taven under a mask. There's a lot of crazy oh ideas God. going on here. It should I, be I Matt think... Morgan and Matt Taven, and they can call themselves like Matt Attack. Oh dear. Matt, with all of these awful ideas going around on both on the chat and the podcast. I'm looking forward to Beyond the Matt Russo brainstorming session right now. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose I should answer the question. I was actually going to say the TV title match as well. Someone on the chat, I think it was 187Joism, brought up the uh, the fantastic sort of hype package, the video package they put up uh, about the TV title match, and it sort of talked about what's going on with the Embassy and House of Truth. It threw in a bit of the lethal promo, but he's sort of irrelevant to this view, to be honest. Um, I think this is on YouTube as well, actually. But, um, yeah, it was a great video package, really well done. Got me excited to see what is going to happen between these uh, between these two. And, and to be honest, when you look at this card on paper, I wouldn't say there's a bad match here. So, um, yeah, it, it is looking great. And uh, we're in the money, do-do-do-do-do, as the chat says. That hopefully... Ah. Hopefully we'll see Nana do that as his embassy scheme uh, goes into play. But uh, I'm not sure when we should actually end the stream, guys. I have no idea. I don't know what the people yeah, in the chat yeah. want. We should just record ourselves watching the show. No, that would yeah, like a three-hour podcast of us just <laughs> shocked at these OVW guys in masks or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I hope you've been... Do we wrap it up? I, I guess. Do you want us to wrap it up, chat people? <laughs> we could keep talking if you really want to. But, uh, Are we just going too long now? Should we fade yes, to black? I think we should just fade to black. We've uh, we've been through all the card. We've talked about the show. Um, we've gotten a live <laughs> report from Macklin. We did, yes. We only had one caller. Hopefully that'll expand. Um, we've hoped you have enjoyed this live ROH cast. It's the first one we've ever done. We hope there was no technical streams. We didn't uh, technical issues rather. Um we didn't have any reports of any issues, so glad it hopefully it went well. We hope you enjoyed it and uh we'll probably be doing one of these for every upcoming pay per view. So the next one as far as I'm aware is uh Death Before Dishonor ten in uh, September, unless they add another one in between, which wouldn't surprise me because if I remember there's been one every month since March, hasn't there right now? Yeah, that's bad, though. I don't like a, a Ring of Honor pay-per-view every month. That's true. Um, so, yeah, we'll be doing another live ROH cast uh, for Death Before Dishonor 10. And uh, our usual podcasts will be still on iTunes every Tuesday. Um, if you go to rohworld.com, they're all there on the archive. And there's a link to the iTunes page as well. Um, the number that we've been plugging, uh, 619-822-2211, uh, is also is available at any time. If you want to call that with some opinions on the pay-per-view itself once it's aired um, the number will go straight to voicemail simply leave a message and uh, we'll play it on the show so yeah you can still use that number at any time it's not just for the live podcasts and uh, yeah thank you to John and uh, Des for joining me thank you for having me thank you for having me and giving thank me you. a live microphone to drive pipe, drop pipe bombs yeah thank you to all of our listeners we do hope you enjoyed the show and uh, yeah be sure to let us know what you think follow us on twitter at rh underscore world and talk about the show live on the forum rhworld.com slash forum so uh, yeah thank you guys we hope you enjoyed it thanks